Hi, this is Yang Mei Ui, and you're listening to the Fusion View podcast. Fusion View is my personal cross-cultural view on life, writing, running, social media, culture, and anything else that takes my interest. You can also read my blog at www.fusionview.co.uk. This is podcast uh, number 23, um, and uh, I haven't been numbering my podcasts recently, uh, well, ever, because um, I didn't think to do that um, until I saw that other podcasters numbered their podcasts, and actually, it's quite a nice way of keeping track of how many um, I've done uh, for myself, but also, um, I think it's quite useful for uh, my listeners so that the, they can see where they are in the series. So I do apologize for my failure um, in not having numbered my podcast before. Uh, so this is number 23. Now, I haven't all, um, been podcasting uh, 23 times all about running since I started running in April 2009, which is just a couple of months ago. Um, I have been doing previous podcasts to, to that, and, and they were more sort of formal interview-style um, uh, podcasts uh, where I interviewed writers uh, and people in the publishing inter- industry um, and also um, people with fusion stories. And those podcasts... Um, have a much more formal feel. And recently, since I've started running and been inspired by other running podcasters, I've tried to um, maintain a more casual, personal journal style, um, which uh, I, I hope is, is, is working. Now, in today's show, um, I've got two segments. The first segment, uh, I talk about my um, return to running after a few weeks of uh, struggling with a leg injury. I'm very pleased to say that uh, I've managed to start to run again, so um, I'll be telling you a bit more about that in that section. And then in the second segment, I'm going to be starting a new um, uh, occasional series which I'm going to be calling My Local London and uh, in, in that section I hope to take you to different parts of London uh, which is where I live and share with you interesting stories or interesting um, places uh, perhaps a, a little bit unusual or, or where I personally uh, enjoy going and I've been living in London now for over 20 years um, I'm uh, originally from Malaysia but I've made London my home and I've really got to know um, parts of the city not not all of it um, and uh, I, I really like it sometimes I absolutely hate it um, but uh, most of the time I think it's, it's a great place to live so I hope to be able to share with you uh, some of those places which I like or find interesting now I was inspired to create the my local London segment by Matt um, who podcasts over at run digger run Matt um, is a is, is a runner and a podcaster, and uh, he's an ex-Marine helicopter pilot, um, and he goes for his runs in the Washington, D.C. area, which is where he lives. Uh, and I really like his podcast because he's got a very friendly, warm personality, and uh, he chats away as he runs, and he tells you about his training, about what he's been up to. And also, um, you get a feel for what, what it's like um, being an ordinary person and not a tourist you know, in, 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 in D.C., um, so it's it's really uh, really an enjoyable podcast. So I recommend that you check it out. Um, I also like his uh, flying stories when he tells you about his days as a helicopter pilot uh, in the Marines, um, and he's actually flown the the president and landed the helicopter in the white on the White House lawn, and and he. He also tells some stories about um, the training things that he's been doing as a as a as a helicopter pilot, um, and just absolutely, you know, a completely different world fr- 
from uh, from my world, and so that's why I find it really uh, interesting. Um, but the, the section that in his podcast that uh, really inspired me was his You Are There section, where he picks a landmark or a place uh, in the D.C. area, and he tells you something about it, the history, and also his personal response to it. So um, he's talked about the Lincoln Memorial, and he's also talked about the uh, Roosevelt Memorial. And I just, again, find it really interesting. So inspired by Matt, I hope to share a little bit about um, my local London uh, with you in, in that section. Um, and this is what I really, really like about social media, um, you know, blogging, Twitter, podcasting and so on, is that, you know, people who are completely different, who would never ordinarily meet ever in a million years in, in you know, sort of real life, um, happen to chance across each other, like Matt and myself, because we have a shared interest um, running and podcasting. Um, and the um, blogosphere... Uh, social media sphere, uh, Twitterverse, uh, allows us to uh, make a connection. And we've exchanged emails and, and, and we've Twittered each other um, and we listen to each other's podcasts. So it's a really um, fantastic way to connect with, with people all over the world and, and learn a little bit about their lives um, and what's, you know, what it's like um, you know, living in Washington and you know, living in London and doing the things that we do. Um, and, you know, if you're interested in people like I am, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so, um, oh yes, I should actually mention in the My Local London section, um, I'm recording it uh, while I'm standing in Trafalgar Square because I'm talking about the fourth plinth on Trafalgar Square. And so I'm afraid the sound isn't brilliant. There's quite a lot of background noise. Um, I hope it's not too uncomfortable uh, for you to listen to um, and that uh, you manage to, to enjoy it anyway. Um, so anyway, let's get on with the show. It's a Tuesday evening uh, after the last bank holiday in May and I'm out in my garden just enjoying the evening sunshine. The air is uh, rather cool um, so I won't stay long um, but it's, uh, it was very rainy this morning um, and just pouring down and it's quite astonishing that this evening um, the sun is out, it's a clear blue sky with some cotton wool, cotton wool clouds um, and it is just so pleasant. Um, I'm very pleased uh, about the rain because it means that uh, my poor garden has got a bit of um, sustenance uh, because we've had a gloriously hot and dry bank holiday weekend which was fantastic for the humans uh, but not so great uh, for the garden. Um, I'm uh, really, really pleased to report on the running front that um, I think I'm, my running is back back on uh, track, having um, uh, got over my uh, left leg injury. Um, I started the bank holiday weekend uh, with a three-mile three run, um, and that was uh, uh, very pleasant. Um, and uh, I didn't push myself too hard, and um, it, was, um, it felt good. And then um, a little bit later, was it the next day or the day after, um, I went for a run uh, with my friend Sue. And uh, my downfall here on this uh, run, second run with Sue, um, was that I had stayed up very late um, the night before. I'm not doing anything exciting, just uh, watching telly. I've been um, addicted to um, Battlestar Galactica. I've got the box set of seasons one to four. and. Um, just to be watching it over the weekend and um, well I'll tell you about that uh, a little bit later uh, but anyway so I ended up um, 
uh, not going to bed till I don't know after one um, and uh, we were meeting in the morning um, the next day to, to go for a run um, and uh, I have to say I was I was rather groggy and also it was a very very hot morning and uh, we didn't actually manage to set off till sometime after 10 and so by the time we we got going it was the sun was out in full blast and I felt very very hot very groggy um, and uh, we only managed uh, just uh, a couple of miles, uh, probably 20 minutes, uh, running for 10, walking for one. Um, and also I, f I found that to ha um, chatting was actually um, quite exhausting as well because um, uh, trying to speak while gasping for, for breath was <laughs> just didn't work for me. Um, anyway, but it was good to, to, to see my friend and, uh, and have a chat and catch up. Um, and we went uh, for a run round uh, Peckham Rye Park. Now, I never knew that there was a park in Peckham Rye. I mean, how, how ignorant is that? Because I've driven past Peckham Rye, and it looks like this big, empty common uh, with nothing much going for it, uh, except for a clump, clump of uh, trees in, in the middle um, and it turns out that the clump of trees is actually the park and um, if you go down uh, into the middle of the common uh, you'll find a, a, a park gate uh, and you go through that and um, there is this lovely delightful park with uh, planted beds and uh, a duck pond and, and lovely paths and benches and, and so on so um, it was a joy to find that even though I was gasping and panting all the way around it um, and uh, uh, then I, t I took a rest, uh, and uh, I think the day after that, I went for another run, and this time on my own. Um, and that was um, really, really good. Uh, I took it really slowly, and I ended up doing 4.3 miles um, with a short walk break uh, somewhere at the sort of 28-minute uh, marker, um, and uh, I, I was I was really pleased about that. Um, the the route that I chose was uh, I thought a, a flat route, um, but it turns out that going outwards um, there's a sl slow tiny incline, and actually those are the killers. And, and I think to some extent actually having a short sharp steep hill might be better um, because you're not kind of trundling along in this endless. Um, suburban street that seems to uh, seems to kind of go on forever just because there's a slight incline but at any rate at the halfway point when I turned round um, it was great because coming back of course it was all downhill and I I was able to go really fast and I, I felt um, I felt um, like I was a super athlete whizzing downhill <laughs> um, but anyway you've got to kid yourself when you when you plod as slow as, as I do um, so yes, yeah, so I'm really, really pleased. I think what I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks is just get accustomed to the four-mile um, uh, stretch and not push myself too hard. Um, but the good thing about not setting myself um, up to do any races like the, the 10K or to think that actually I might attempt a marathon is that I can um, take my time and uh, build up my stamina and endurance uh, and strength um, over... Uh, a, a period which is not going to, um, you know, hopefully cause me any more injuries or uh, any more problems. And actually, I just enjoy the process, enjoy the journey of running without a specific um, a goal, um, because I tend to be quite goal orientated and task orientated um, in my in my life. So, um, actually, to, to impose yet another task or goal um, onto something which uh, I enjoy as a hobby. 
uh, is is uh, probably not the right thing to do because then I'll just end up, you know, being task oriented and goal focused and, um, you know, uh, not able to enjoy the process because I'll be going, no, I've got to get my miles in, I've got to increase my speed and, you know, this is the timetable um, and I've got to do it within this timetable because I've got, um, you know, uh, a race coming up and, and, and you know, get out of my way, I can't go to dinner, I can't see you, I can't spend time with my friends, um, I've got to do this. Um, I have a tendency to kind of get a bit kind of obsessive uh, and um, really over-focused. So um, I think it's good good for me to, to just meander along, build up um, each each uh, mile and, and to, to kind of celebrate each mile that I that I'm adding um, and and be proud and of, of that you know that particular achievement to build from four to five to six miles and, and so on um, and uh, and just to enjoy the process of being outside running through the streets or running in the park um, enjoying the sunshine or the rain being in the elements It's a really pleasant uh, spring afternoon at the end of May and I'm standing here in Trafalgar Square in central London. Uh, I'm on my way to a meeting and I'm early so I thought I'd just take my time and enjoy the sights of this iconic square right at the very heart of London. Um, Matt, uh, who podcasts at Run Digger Run, uh, he's a runner, um, and he's based in uh, Washington, D.C. Um, Matt, in his podcast, does a uh, segment called You Are There. And I just really love this segment because um, he talks about um, a, a particular uh, monument or um, uh, site that is in, in D.C. that is his, uh, uh, his local uh, um, area and uh, he gives you the insider's view um, and I love it because it's a really fantastic way to get a feel for what it's like uh, in D.C. and also the historic sites there so it's like having um, a little travel guide uh, uh, mixed in with this running podcast that Matt does at Run Digger Run and uh, so uh, I was very inspired by this and I thought I'm going to try and do this section um, called My Local London, um, inspired by Matt. Um, now I've uh, lived in London for over 20 years. Uh, I'm from, originally from Malaysia, uh, but uh, I came to school here, went to university and then moved to London to start work and I've really been here ever since. Um, so I really feel that London is my home and I walk around uh, as much as I can. I used to live in Pimlico in central London and just loved the opportunity to walk rather than take the tube or the bus and I got to know parts of London very well and um, Trafalgar Square is one of my favourite uh, squares. It's the big main square in London uh, but for many years um, it, it really lacked character because um, uh, it, it was really a traffic, a glorified traffic island uh, because uh, cars were the main um, uh, sort of, uh, everything had to concede to cars and cars went round uh, Trafalgar Square and you couldn't actually get uh, from uh, the National Gallery on the north side of the square uh, to the actual square itself without risking your life by crossing streams and streams of traffic. And so in the late 80s and possibly I think it was the late 90s, uh, 
um, there were these proposals to pedestrianise the square and I remember that there was a big hoo-ha at the time uh, by a lot of um, people who say, oh you can't you know, take my car away from me, why are you making it more difficult to drive in London um, and uh, they really uh, were very against this idea uh, calling the uh, person, I think, was it Richard Rogers or Norman Foster, it was one of those high profile architects saying, you know, you're this uh, cappuccino sipping middle class yuppie type that uh, um, has taken all these ideas from Italy and the continent that doesn't really work uh, for London um, and how wrong these critics were because now that they've uh, pedestrianised the section between the National Gallery across to the square itself um, forcing cars to uh, drive round on a long detour it is um, such a vibrant uh, place and this afternoon uh, the weather is very balmy um, there's no rain although it's uh, slightly cloudy but the sun is trying to break through and there are loads and loads of people, uh, mainly tourists and I, I don't know whether Londoners um, really appreciate the, the, the square but, uh, and, and come and hang out here but it, it's such a full, fully vibrant place um, there are some people, uh, some young kids uh, right at the very bottom of the National Gallery in the section where cars used to go um, and they're doing this kind of funny street dancing I've taken some video with it uh, of it with my mobile phone so I'm going to post that up on, on the blog and so hopefully you can go and check it out and see what they're doing, it's, it's kind of fun uh, they're doing all these kind of funky steps and uh, to this music um, and uh, body popping and so on and a crowd of people have gathered to watch them uh, from the square itself and also up on the podium of the National Gallery um, and there are loads and loads of people just sitting on the steps in the sun as the, uh, the steps go down towards the fountains the two fountains and um, Nelson's column um, and people are uh, sitting on, on the side of the bathing pools by the fountains they're taking photos they're just hanging out their friends talking groups of friends people taking pictures it's it's a really fantastic, uh, lovely scene. Um, and uh, just to talk historically a little bit about Trafalgar Square, um, it was uh, built to commemorate uh, Nelson's, Admiral Nelson's victory over the Spanish at the Battle of Trafalgar. Um, to find out more, you can actually go uh, to the Trafalgar Square website. Now, I've printed it out. I hope I can find you the, um, uh, the uh, website. I think it's something like www.london.gov.uk forward slash Trafalgar Square. Anyway, I'll put the link on my uh, blog um, and, and you can find out more, more about, about the history uh, of, of the square. Um, and it's fantastic uh, that it's, uh, it's car-free um, now. Uh, I don't know uh, what background sounds you can hear, uh, probably some traffic, the fountains and, and some of the music. Um, and I want to go over and take a look at uh, the fourth fence. Um, if you uh, go to uh, the website, um, and uh, or if you know Trafalgar Square, you know that on the four corners uh, there are these plinthers with um, statues on them, um, and the three plinths, um, on the two on the south side and one on the north uh, east side, are taken up by permanent uh, statues of uh, the great, um, I'm not sure who they are, but the sort of great um, generals or great men, um, and they've been there for hundreds of years. The fourth plinth on the northwest corner has um, stayed uh, empty for, for many, many years. Um, and uh, recently, in uh, I think about uh, after the year 2000, uh, there was um, 
uh, th there were plans to um, uh, to fill the place, uh, and there was a big debate about what sh should go there. Um, and what has transpired is, is that instead of having a permanent uh, statue there, um, there are it's now a, a sort of rotating uh, statue that goes up there, or a rotating exhibition. Um, and at the moment, it's covered in scaffolding and, and empty. I think in preparation for the next uh, exhibition, which I think is going to be very interesting. Um, one of the first uh, uh, works of art that was placed there was Mark Quinn's sculpture of um, Alison Lapper pregnant. Now Alison Lapper is an artist in her own right um, and uh, this statue um, was uh, in place uh, between September 2005 until October 2007 and it was uh, a, a giant statue of Alison naked and pregnant um, and Alison is a, 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 is a disabled woman so it was quite shocking at the time and there was a huge furore about having a statue of this um, naked, pregnant, disabled woman on this plinth alongside the great and the good generals and so on. Um, and of course um, uh, the traditionalists were all up in arms and so on. But actually it's, it's, it really makes you think about um, what, what is it that we celebrate? Who do we celebrate? Um, and our ideas of beauty and greatness and goodness um, were being challenged by, by this statue. Um, it makes me think of the uh, uh, John Keats poem, The Ode to the Grecian Urn, which ends with beauty is truth and truth beauty. You know, some people are uh, shaped differently from others uh, and, um, and some people are fit and hunky and muscular, others are not, uh, others are disabled and so on. And so who is the arbiter of what is beauty and what is great and what is good? Um, so it was um, a really a, a kind of sign of the new millennium, a new sensitivity, a new uh, way of looking at the world and each other um, that uh, was heralded by, by the statue of uh, Alison Lapper um, that was placed there. Um, the, 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 the statue, uh, the sorry, the uh, sculpture that was pri previous to this this current, uh, um, uh, the most recent uh, sculpture, let's say, um, was uh, something a bit weird that I actually couldn't get my head around. It was um, perspex, um, coloured perspex uh, model of. Um, uh, a hotel, a Thomas Schutter sculpture, model for a hotel 2007. It's an architectural model of a 21-story building constructed in specially engineered red, yellow and blue glass and weighing over 8 tons. Um, it looked pretty weird um, up on that plinth and I just couldn't quite see what it was um, trying to say. Um, so anyway, now they're in pre preparing for the next exhibition, which um, I believe is uh, something that Anthony Gormley, the sculptor, is going to create. Um, and it's, uh, it's going to be a living monument. He's asking the people of the UK to occupy the empty fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square, a space normally reserved for statues of kings and generals in an image of themselves and a representation of the whole of humanity. And you can find out more about this 
at uh, www.london.gov.uk forward slash fourth plinth and that's f-o-u-r-t-h-p-l-i-n-t-h um, which has uh, some photographs of uh, the, the previous works and also um, this, uh, pers- uh, this present project and uh, you can, it says here on the website uh, you can play your part in making this idea a reality either by volunteering yourself by telling others about it or experiencing it online or on the square itself and people could register online or by post um, from Tuesday 21st April 2009 I'm sorry that should be present tense you can register uh, from now on um, so uh, go there and if you want to take part register um, I mean how 21st century and social media and uh, social collaboration and all the rest is, is that concept uh, it's fantastic um, that it's something that anyone can take part in it's a, it's a very modernist uh, approach uh, but also I suppose it begs the question well what is art um, if Anthony Gormley is the sculptor but he's not doing anything except putting a registration form up on the site um, uh, is he an artist is he the creator of the sculpture uh, the, this living monument um, if you take part in it uh, are you a piece of uh, art uh, are you a work of art at the point that you're standing on the sculpture will you, will you always be able to speak of yourself as a work of art once you've um, been on the uh, on the plinth um, or does that uh, sense of being a work of art uh, fall away the moment you step off the plinth um, very interesting uh, and deep questions uh, but uh, anyway I don't think I'm going to go any deeper because it's a little bit hard work on my uh, little brain uh, on this very lovely afternoon um, and I need to head off to go to my meeting shortly anyway and I need to have a clear head um, uh, so the one last thing I want to uh, leave you with is that uh, if you can uh, visit Parkswell and have a look uh, closely at uh, the fourth place um, you know, I hope you uh, you take the opportunity uh, and, and, and do let me know what you think um, and it, when you've had enough of uh, of being uh, a tourist and you want uh, some, some sustenance, um, I can recommend a, a very nice uh, restaurant uh, where you can have a, a, a pretty reasonable meal. It's a little bit pricey, but it's generally on the reasonable side, with a fantastic view over the square. If you go up Charing Cross Road from the square, um, past um, uh, uh, up towards the National Portrait Gallery, uh, the National Portrait Gallery is a small gallery that's on the side of the National Gallery. If you go in there, um, there's a restaurant up at the, the, on the very t- top floor um, and uh, they do uh, quite good lunch deals I think sometimes so it makes it quite reasonable and you have this wonderful view over the um, iconic square uh, 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 here um, and uh, so, so check that out um, if you fancy something Asian um, uh, there's a, a good Malaysian, Malaysian restaurant uh, um, nearby now I can give you directions to it um, if you stand uh, facing the National Gallery and then pivot uh, left uh, and keep walking past the Sainsbury Wing um, you'll cross a little street um, and right opposite the Sainsbury Wing is the Malaysian restaurant it's called John Makan J-O-M M-A-K-A-N and I think that means uh, let's eat in Malay um, it's fairly reasonable um, and uh, it, it tastes pretty good uh, fairly authentic Malaysian cuisine uh, and I guess I should know coming from there um, and uh, it's got quite a nice atmosphere so I'm going to uh, go to this meeting uh, and uh, if it runs late um, I'm going to meet uh, 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 I'm going to go there with, with one of my uh, friends uh, after the meeting um, uh, and uh, we're going to have uh, uh, 
some good Malaysian, Malaysian food. Um, so, all right, uh, this concludes my uh, first, uh, my local London podcast uh, segment. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if there are any uh, sections of uh, areas of London that uh, you think you'd like to hear about, um, do email me um, and, or, or drop me a note, uh, a voicemail, and let me know. And if it's something that I know about, I'll certainly go there and uh, make an effort to uh, try and do you a, a podcast uh, segment uh, about it. Um, you can uh, leave me an email or a voicemail by going to the contact page of my blog, which is www.fusionview.co.uk forward slash contact. Yes, I'm really sorry again about the sound quality of that uh, last segment. Um, I'm not really sure what I can do to reduce the um, background noise. Um, and uh, I guess if any of you know how, uh, or have any tips about um, how to improve sound quality when you're uh, recording uh, in a public space like that, uh, please do uh, drop me a line uh, uh, let me know. Um, uh, you can do that uh, by going to uh, my blog, www.fusionview.co.uk forward slash contact. Um, and that's a, a neat uh, um, uh, transition into the next uh, last section before I sign off, which is to share some comments that I've been receiving uh, on, on this uh, uh, Fusion View podcast. Uh, the first one um, was in response to the, my last podcast, which I had called Sunday in the Allotment with Mick. Um, and uh, Beatnik Bandit, Beatnik Bandit uh, left me a comment on the blog saying, Greeting, Yang Mei. Being dyslexic, when I saw the title of this podcast, I thought you were going to be speaking to Mick Jagger about Altamont. Well, maybe you could do that for a later podcast. Keep on running and podcasting. I do enjoy your views. Cheers. <laughs> well, thanks, Beatnik Bandit, for that. Um, if only I moved in the circles where I could just bump into Mick Jagger and say, hey, do you want to uh, be interviewed for a podcast? <laughs> um, yes, in, in my dreams. But anyway, thank you very much uh, for your encouragement, uh, and I will keep on running uh, and podcasting. Um, I, I really love getting uh, comments and feedback because um, sometimes when I'm rambling on like this uh, in, in, um, on, on my own, it's difficult to know who's listening. Uh, so it's really great to know that at least a few people are listening. Um, the next comment is from my cousin Pi, who lives in uh, Vic uh, Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia. Uh, and she says, uh, in response to my podcast, The Fun Run of Life, uh, she says, well done. Hope you celebrated with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich afterwards. There used to be a peanut butter premixed with stripes of jelly already in it. I know you're probably gagging at the thought, but it's dead delish. I think it was called Goober Jelly, and it's grape jelly with peanut butter. Look out for it at your nearest Swish Foods provider. <laughs> um, well, I'm not sure. It kind of sounds yucky, but it also uh, kind of intriguing because it's the sort of thing that you really want to dig into when you've been for a long run and you're absolutely starving. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks, Cousin Pie. I'll look out for it, and uh, if, I, if I do see it, I'll, I'll try it. Um, but sort of hesitantly. <laughs> um, and the final comment uh, I want to share with you is uh, from... Uh, uh, Adam Tinkoff, also known as Zen Runner, um, and he's quite well known in the uh, running podcasting community, so I'm really, really chuffed uh, that he took the time to, to stop by um, and add a comment to my podcast, um, Running Stream of Consciousness. Uh, and Zen Runner says, nice job on the podcast. I enjoyed listening to your conversation on Virginia Woolf and podcasting. Thanks. Um, yeah, so thanks a lot, Adam. That's really great to hear from you. Um, and um, 
if, if you would like to uh, leave me a comment uh, uh, vo or voicemail, you can do that uh, at my contact page, which is www.fusionview.co.uk forward slash contact. Um, and you can uh, send me uh, an email uh, by text, uh, sorry, a text written email, or you could actually uh, leave me a voicemail. There are a couple of options uh, for, for doing that. Um, and also, if you're on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Fusion View on Twitter. So you'd need to go to uh, www.twitter.com forward slash Fusion View. Thank you for listening.